We welcome you to the Lutheran Prayer Hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O from Luke, the 14th chapter. When one of those who reclined at table with Jesus heard what he was saying, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. 
The first one said to him, I have bought a field, and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, I must go examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. And then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in the poor and the crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, What you have commanded has been done, sir, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel people to come in, that my house may be full. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Our hymn, The Gifts Christ Freely Gives. Thank you. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The most dangerous enemy of the gospel is self-satisfaction. Certainly sin puts us at enmity with God. The gospel is not friendly to sin by any means. Actually, it provides an escape from sin for those who cannot save themselves from its grasp. But what about all those who think that they can save themselves, or perhaps don't need rescue at all? The parable Jesus tells is a warning against that. The gospel goes out as a free gift, as an invitation and a promise. Come, everything is prepared for you. But the self-satisfied are too busy, too distracted, too proud to take handouts. Why would we not come? Well, only if we did not believe that we need what the Lord sets out for us. The most dangerous enemy of the gospel is not what the world manages to call evil. It is what the world calls good. We see for ourselves what is good. Our family is good. Our self-esteem, our health, our work. Above all else, the Lord certainly would just want us to be happy, right? So whatever he actually sets out for us and says is best for us, must wait for that. Surely God will understand. Please have me excused. You see, the gospel is only good news to those who need it. And that is why it is something different than a sales pitch. You and I cannot decide to follow Jesus, as if the message were powerless while our wills are able to move God around. No, that's our love of self-sufficiency peeking out again. It's actually Adam and Eve's ancient sinful opinion. That contentment comes from knowing good and evil and the determination to create ourselves in our own image for what we see is good for us. There are plenty of people who can see that they aren't sufficient yet, who want something better. But that's a far cry from concluding that I need Jesus. The corrupt, sinful heart doesn't know what it needs. We're most likely to conclude that what we need to give more attention to is our fields, our oxen, or our marriage. And excuse me, God, while I get these much more important things under control. So it was that the man sat down at table with God himself. He poured himself a glass of wine, and in the midst of it he said, Blessed is the one who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. He did not recognize who it was right in front of him, Jesus Christ. He didn't see that the kingdom of God was already among him, and he was among it. So in response, the Lord told today's parable. Given the choice, the invited guests don't want the master's banquet because they don't believe that they need it. They insult the master of the feast, the helpless, hopeless, and the poor, and the unworthy. They are given his place instead. Is this parable telling you and me that we are choking on our wealth? That we are faithlessly loving money more than God? It may be, along with any number of false idols that have our attention, including family. 
Can it be that our gods, our devils really, have such a firm grip over us that they can spare us this one hour with God's word? Can these few minutes together match the many hours questing for self-sufficiency with mind and heart far from Christ our King? Repent. Grab your chest and see if you still have flesh. And then, remember what the Scripture says of your flesh. Look around you and see if you are still a part of this world, because then you will know that you have temptation and the devil at your throat every minute. See how poor, crippled, lame, and blind they are making you. See how fragile life, health, and wealth are. Now by this means, God compels his whole to be filled. What is it that can compel us to something that's already free? Well, what compels us to the gospel isn't force or duty or desire. It is only need and our recognition of it. We need Jesus Christ. We need a righteousness and a sufficiency that comes from someone else. We need reconciliation with our Creator, whom, if He were to come and sit at table with us, we likely would not even notice that we are with Him. So the Lord compels us. He does it by the law. He does it also by many outward afflictions to see that we need what our King has to give. He draws our attention to the pressing need that everyone has, not for all of the things that we are chasing after, but our need for true and lasting peace, certainty, and life. We can survive cancer, and then we can die of pneumonia instead. We could save for our retirement, and we could lose it in half the time with a whim from Wall Street. We can gain the whole world, as Jesus said, and yet forfeit our soul. And so, like a good shepherd or a father uses the rod, the Lord reveals the falseness of our idols that fail in our hands. And he does it to give us a hunger for what is true, for him. The Lord is not afraid to make us restless, so that we find no rest except in him. Thank God, then, if this parable frightens you a little, if it causes you to examine your place in life according to God's commandments and brings you to your knees as one who has ignored or rejected your Savior's invitation. Only let it bring you not only to your knees in private, but let it bring you to your knees to confess your sin and to receive forgiveness in order to fulfill God's will. And even let it bring you to your knees at the Lord's table, to his holy supper and the holy communion, where he is both the host and the meal, inviting you to partake of what you truly need, his forgiveness, life, and salvation. Learn to be horrified by your sins and to regard them as very serious. But all the more, learn to find joy and comfort in Christ alone and through faith in Him be saved.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Lord, since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love, work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. The Lutheran Prayer Hour is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Lutheran Churches of the Missouri Synod in the Wahpeton-Breckenridge area. This morning's broadcast was conducted by the Reverend Sean Denzer, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Great Bend and Peace Lutheran Church in Barney, North Dakota. If you have no church of your own, we extend a cordial invitation to worship with us at Peace in Barney. Our Sunday service during the summer is every morning at 8 a.m. If you have any questions regarding the Bible or the Lutheran Church or any comment regarding this morning's broadcast, kindly address them to KBMW. 605 Dakota Avenue, Wapiton, North Dakota, 58075. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.